Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This. The podcast worth billions, if only someone would make this shit and pay for it. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits, whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome, Jackers. Thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Good thank you for asking. Been. How are you? a lovely Melbourne day, isn't it? It's been a lovely day. Got a bit of washing done today. Yeah. yeah. Let God's breath uh, dry it. Catching up. Hey, uh, if you're stalking us and you have an unhealthy obsession with your host and you'd like to know us a little more mm-hmm. intimately, if Larko and I were a mobile app, Larko would undoubtedly be Facebook. Mm-hmm. In your face, somewhat intrusive, but ultimately well connected and popular. Oh, right. I would be Trello, <laughs> purposeful, organised, pragmatic, but pretty fucking boring. If you're looking for pure entertainment, <laughs> fair call, fair call, fair call, fair call. Hey, what do you got for us this week? Well, Jackers, I've got something that's quite exciting, Jackers. I don't know about you, but one of the major issues that I have um, as I get a bit older is the requirement to go to the toilet. Are we back to toilets again? Uh, We're back to toilets. Eventually, it always loops around and it gets back to the toilet. Well, my idea this week, Larko, revolves around one of your absolute loves, and I know you're completely passionate about this topic. Yes. Sport. (laughs) I might just pop out for a bit. (laughs) No, I'm sure it's great. You want me to just talk to myself for 20 minutes? (laughs) Would that be okay? Okay, dear listeners. uh, Just edit me in going, hmm. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Explosive idea. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with a couple of questions. Okay. Our dear listeners can get a bit of a a sense of um, Matthew Larkin and his sporting loves, his sporting... Pro-S and his sporting passions. Yeah. It'd be an interesting conversation. Oh, for sure. Hey, um, so you love your sport. You're, oh, a, you're a sports nut. Woo, can't get enough of it. Um, and a huge sports participant. Oh, yeah. You yes. love getting in there and um, having a crack at pretty much anything. Super competitive. What's your favourite sport to watch, do you reckon? Oh, so many. It's just, uh, it's like trying to pick a favourite child or something, really. Too close to call, Jackers. Probably too close to call. Okay. Maybe um, beach volleyball. <laughs> Are you playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, no, big in the 80s. Like, you know, oh, okay. Top Gun Not came anymore. out and, <laughs> and uh, you know, all of us took up. Uh, <laughs> were you lubed up and you're oh, kind of yeah, absolutely. muscular? We all were. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a fad type thing. And then, and then rollerblades for a little bit after that. And um, but not so much recently. But it is, is your, good sport to watch, especially if you're a big fan of the wedge. <laughs> Who's your favourite sports person? Do you reckon? Oh, too, uh, too many to too name many. Again? Really, too many. Just yeah, you know, I'd I'd need a, a weekend um, to and an internet access to find t- 
uh, maybe come up with like a top five. Yeah, for sure. Probably Jordan, though, I'd say. Yeah. Jordan, he'd be up there. Yeah. yeah. Who'd he play for? The Shoes. <laughs> was the um, Jordan Shoes. No, the, who did the he Jordan play for? Air Short Shoes. What number was he? He was number one. Number one. <laughs> no beating him. He, he was top of the charts. He was the Michael Jackson's thriller of basketball. I think it was basketball anyway. So who did he play for again? The shoes, <laughs> the air shoes. <laughs> no, he played for the Chicago Cubs. I know. I'm not an idiot. I watched the documentary on Netflix. I think I might have found your Achilles heel in this program. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I hey, sprayed um, my Achilles heel quite a few times when playing sport, <laughs> funnily enough. Uh, Apart from the wedges, what do you actually like about beach volleyball in terms of the way it's played and structured? Well, to be honest, I was only saying it for comedy reasons, but um, because it's usually female volleyball, you know, is my uh, cup of tea is normally a bit of a perv, to be honest. So you're not actually watching any of the game? No, not really. I mean, when it comes to- the rules? No, no, no no idea. They have to keep it off the sand, I think is pretty much all I know, and get it over the net. Um, Look, spectator sports- um, to answer the question seriously, would have to be really AFL football um, because it's a fast-moving game and it's entertaining and, um, and yeah, I kind of know what's going on enough to get some enjoyment out of it. I don't, I don't know if I could watch um, sports like, you know, slower sports like golf and stuff. I think you need to be into that a bit more. I say that with all due respect because I've got loads of friends we both have who love that shit. Big time commitment for some sports too. Definitely. I just don't find that particular. I mean, they show me the highlights when like three blokes chip it in for one, if that's an expression. <laughs> the birdie. Uh, Is that it? That'll do. Birdie. Um, but that's, you know, that's five minutes. I'm not going to watch an hour and a half of golf or however long it takes. So- do you actually watch any sport on TV? No, not really. I mean, I watch, you know, I'll, I'll watch the grand final. Um, if friends were, you know, it's it's always about the beer for me, Jackers. <laughs> so it's it's the activity. If there's beer involved, I'm involved. Right. Like, I, I like fishing, but I prefer fishing with beer. Okay. I like footy, but beers there. It's right. an excuse to get to the beers. So if me. I want to get you into croquet, mm. all I've just got to guarantee is that there's a beers. there's a bar of, of some description. Absolutely. There. And in fact, I wish you had mentioned that early because it just tweaked my memory. Um, my favourite sport is lawn bowls. To participate in. Absolutely. Oh, love it. 100%. Yeah. Hey, I've often thought as well, here's a good question for you. If I said to you, Larko, that you have to train and qualify and get into an Olympic or Commonwealth Games sport, mm-hmm. what would be the easiest one that you reckon you could do yep. in order to make the team? I don't think it is a Commonwealth sport or an Olympic sport. Is that going to be an issue? Um, no. I'll really. tell you what it is. And it might be because I know fuck all about sport. Uh, darts. Uh, I don't think it's in either. Right, that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, darts, yeah. You can yeah. do that. Um, and I'll tell you for why. 
because <laughs> it involves beer. It involves and beer. And they, they drink while they're Correct. playing too, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Oh, so, I see. Sometimes they're tucking into a body palmer as they're <laughs> and smoking a ciggy. It's and it, you know it, it comes from probably my in- English heritage and my love of pubs and the fact that there's a dartboard in a lot of pubs and stuff. You don't, you know, you're not breaking a sweat. You're standing there in the one spot piffing a dart at a dartboard. Yeah. There's a lot of skill involved. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I haven't got. I've got a pretty good dart arm. Yeah. yeah, I've I had to think about this, and I would not be able to compete in any any sport that involves endurance, mm-hmm. um, lifting shit, Same. or being fast. Tick. So the only sports that I could go in are ones where I've got to be accurate, mm-hmm. and there's no real time limit. So darts is a good one for that. Yep. I thought low and bowls would be um, a good one as well because mm-hmm. it doesn't take too much effort, but it definitely takes a skill and a, there's a knack to it and definitely. it's more technique. Yep. I reckon I could have a good crack at that. But then I came across one I reckon would be a guaranteed winner, but you and I would have to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. A cox, <laughs> a rowing cox. Okay. Not cox. <laughs> right. A rowing cox. In um yeah for the rowing events yeah so the men's foursome yeah you could be the rowing cox because he, he or she still gets a gold medal if they win don't they I don't know that's where they must surely they just don't give the four the four blokes or women yeah a medal in the cox nah you played well, no the part the horse doesn't get a medal in horse racing the car doesn't uh, get a medal uh, in true Formula yeah. One although the cox is a person yeah but that's I true the cox you could have a crack at um. So that that the, to be a cox, you have to be a slight chap or chapette. Yes, well, there'd be a little bit of weight loss required, yeah. but um, I reckon it'd be mostly technical, mostly yeah. just skill, mostly just yelling, isn't it? Yeah, timing and reading the the race and yelling. And that's why they call him a cox because he's just like fuck this guy's <laughs> doing my head in. Stop fucking yelling at me, mate. Hey, unfortunately for you, you wouldn't be able to drink. Actually, you'd make it work. Here's, uh, here's a fun fact. I was a rower. Were you? Yes, in Ballarat. In high school? Yeah, for only a very short amount of time. About two mornings until you realised you had to get up at 4am? It might have been a week. Um, no, it was, a, it was a few weeks and I was significantly fitter back then. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, to be honest, but because uh, it is hard work. And as I say, I was, I was as fit as a fiddle back then. You got changed in the same change rooms as girls, by the way. That was. Um, that was is that per- why you. Is that I, why you. No, I, I didn't know that. that oh, you didn't a, know. That was just that was a bonus. A, an amazing mm. perk. But um, so I was in Head of the Lake, in competed in that famous mm. race that happens on Lake Wendoree in Ballarat, which is where we grew up. And that, of course, is the lake where they had some of the. Um, Olympics on, didn't they? In oh, the, they did in '56. Yeah, wow. So it's like it's, it's kind of famous, big deal type thing. So you have kind of competed in the Olympic arena. Yeah, I have indeed. Indeed. Wow. Well, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> so the story is that we're, we're in this thing and we were winning, and we had a coach, and um, and we did have a cox, and he was this little chap, and we were there, and we were we were winning, not by by much. But then, you know, we're giving it heaps towards the end and the cox is singing, he's, he's screaming his head off and everything else. And I, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a, an action that happens when you're rowing where you put the oar into the water too deep uh, and it obviously drags on the water. Is it and, a crab? 
crabby. Yeah, is that, that sounds right. Yep. And, of course, the handle end of the fucking oar comes right at you and almost lifts you out of the boat and it stops your momentum almost straight away, cost us the race. Is that what you did? Yeah. Oh, man. And I had a massive stitch. Like, I felt like somebody had stabbed me. Oh. Like, I'd never had a – I've had some pretty bad stitches in my life, let me tell you. But uh, this was the best one or the worst one. Got out, you know, getting our boat out of the water and shit. And I'll never forget, we're having a bit of a debrief session with the coach. And he's like, Larko, you cost us the game or the match or the fucking race. race. Yeah. Um, it's 100% your fault. <laughs> God. Uh, we would have won if it wasn't for you and that action that you did in that moment. Everybody else was perfect. It was you, 100%. Oh. So, yeah, it shattered me. And, um, I mean, I thought I was going to be uh, in, in ads for canned fruit and, and all sorts. I had my whole future <laughs> laid out. And then it all one flashed crab. before you. One, <laughs> one cra- crab. And the cox was giving me heaps. Oh, mate, that is an awful story. Yeah. It's terrible. I can't actually believe we've managed to talk about sport this long. <laughs> Same here. I thought I'd have to drag this out. <laughs> I was a football umpire too once. <laughs> uh, maybe we save that for another time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um so I love AFL as well. Mm-hmm. I like it for the same reasons. You get to drink beer, but I, I like the unstructured nature of AFL. Yep. There's some sports that are really structured, like baseball, very, very structured. <laughs> AFL, very, very unstructured. Um, another sport that uh, is somewhat in between is uh, soccer mm-hmm. or football if you're in Europe or the UK. Um, And I like that as well because it has more structure to it. A lot of people in Australia don't like soccer because they think it's all about the score. Soccer's a different game. Soccer's more about structures and ball control and possession and um, creating a run of play that results in the goal. He nods as if he knows what Jack is talking about. (laughs) But And that's, you know, it's a different reason to – um, like that sport, and I think a few Australians don't quite get it, and that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, I lived in the UK for a while, as you know. Mm-hmm. You came and visited me, sure did. and had went to a few um, soccer matches and had a few beers. Premier League? Uh, no, uh, only one Premier League game, mm-hmm. and then some Division Three games at um, Millwall, who okay. was the local club, who were renowned for being the most violent. Really? Would it surprise you to know that I've been in a soccer riot? Really? Yeah. Wow. I've only been to like three Millwall games. In one of them, there was a riot. Maybe it happens at every game. (laughs) (laughs) I just went, wow. Fucking hell. Anyway, um, I uh, have had some thoughts about soccer. This idea is very old. Mm -hmm. This idea is over 20 years old. Like, Wow. Um, You've been sitting on this thing. You know I'm a stickler for rules. Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking at the rules of games to understand them in order to determine where a team might gain advantage. Mm -hmm. And one area in soccer or in many sports where there aren't a lot of uh, rules and boundaries is in equipment. There's some obvious ones. Like in football, the ball has to be a certain size, certain weight certain air pressure, whatever. But for player kit, boots, there's certain regulations. But then in soccer, they can wear shin pads. They can wear um, – a uh, goalkeeper can wear gloves. They can wear a box. They can wear a mouth guard, that kind of thing. There isn't too many rules about that kind of thing. And that got me thinking, is there something in there 
that might allow a team to have a significant advantage by taking advantage of those uh, a lack of rules about player equipment. So here, Larko, make this. (laughs) Giant foam goalkeeping gloves. (laughs) (laughs) The picture again, Jackers. Now, have you ever been to a sporting event, Larko, and seen those people with those giant foam hands? Yeah. They get at the merch stand? Yeah, like a number one holding up a finger number one. Yep. Yep. Think of those that are on a massive scale that fill up the entire net yep. of the goal in soccer. <laughs> and the bloke is standing in the middle of those two uh, giant foam goalkeeping gloves blocking the ball. Yep. That ball is not getting in those goals. Yeah, scores. And the umpire turns around and goes, whoop, whoop, hang on a second, you're blocking the goals. He goes, no, that's just my gloves. Yep. And you think that this is not uh, in the rules? I don't think it's covered by the rules. Really? These are just my gloves, mate. Genius. You might have found some sort of loophole here, Jackers. So, wow. What what if the other player turns up and he too has an, a massive set of giant foam goalkeeping gloves? We're all going home early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this picture is fantastic. Look at the little bloke with his bald head and his gloves on. Now, I told you before, this this idea is over 20 years old. Yeah. Um, when I had this idea when I was in London, mm-hmm. I told my brother about it and I decided to write an email to a football journalist <laughs> and the guy's name is um, Albert Sewell. He's, um, he started off uh, writing... Um, like the footy record for Chelsea back in the 40s and stuff. He kind of came up with the concept of the club um, magazine. And um, so he's a reasonably famous journalist writing for a paper. And I thought, I'm going to send him an email with my idea. (laughs) So here's the letter that I wrote him. I've still got a copy. Albert, my brother and I are considering manufacturing extremely big goalkeeping gloves to make scoring impossible. Is there anything in the rules about the size of gloves a goalkeeper can wear? And he responded. Holy shit. Dear Andrew, terrific idea. Now, Larko, bear that in mind when you come to score me tonight. Okay. Yes. Terrific idea. It's a it's the laugh of the week here, but you wouldn't get away with it. There is no rule about this, but the referee has the right to inspect players' equipment, boots, gloves, etc. And wearing abnormally large gloves would be considered unfair. Mm. Albert. Albert. Wow. So I love that you've still got that 20 years later. And you might think I'm joking. That is absolutely true. Yeah. I sent him an email. Um, and I think I've just answered my own question <laughs> when it comes to judging. It's a very shot myself in the fucking foot. It is you've literally we've just done a road test live on the air and it's come up bad. But Jaggers, it's in terms of today's rating. It's a fat zero, but I've added extra points because you've got a fucking email from 20 years ago with a very funny story to go with, and your picture is outstanding. For that reason, I'm giving it 
Wow. Fireworks. That's quite generous. Yeah. I thought you were going to give me a sparkler there. I, I actually I, think it only deserves a sparkler, but I'll take the firework. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's okay, mate. If there was something in between the firework and the sparkler, it might be that. Maybe it's like it's a dud firework that's just on the ground spurting it's out a easily. few sparks on the ground. It's like that. Good enough. Yeah. I'm happy with that. For a 20-year-old for twenty year old idea. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You were eight when you came up with this idea, obviously. Hey, um, quick update. Do you remember, um, oh, it's like three or four episodes ago, mm. I went to an auction. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and we bought Dexter. Yeah, I wasn't convinced that that was the, a, a good purchase at the time, but anyway. Jewish still out for me. I think, but- uh, I think the value's there. Mm-hmm. I haven't hooked him up to the internet yet. I have really struggled, but we'll get there. Have you charged his battery? Uh, I haven't got that far either. Right. Again, we need some kind of adapter. <laughs> I don't know what voltage he is. Yeah. Got no idea. Okay. So, uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there with um, with Dexter. I went to another um, auction, though, at a uh, TV station. Again, mm-hmm. they've had another one. Right. You really do need to start watching Netflix, Jackers. Like, <laughs> there's better things you could be doing with your time, I'd suggest, but continue. I've spent some money. I'm going to say it up front. Yeah. I've spent some money, but not as much as we spent on Dexter. Okay. Um, and I, they were auctioning off stuff from Wheel of Fortune and mm-hmm. um, Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Do you remember that show? Oh, yes. Pluck a duck. Do you remember that show? I do. Yeah, absolutely. It was a uh, it was a big show in our youth. It was uh, doesn't Saturday, hold up too well. Saturday night staple. It doesn't age well. No, it hasn't aged age well, well. Fortunately, but uh, yeah, it was pretty enjoyable as a kid. Back in the old days when casual racism was uh, perfectly fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so I have bought the pluck a duck prize wheel, <laughs> and part of the wheel from Wheel of Fortune. Part of the wheel. <laughs> Part of the wheel. <laughs> the inner hub. Oh, really? Because they, they stuck all of those blades on with the numbers on it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> they didn't have those, but they had the inner hub, and it still kind of rotates. So I've bought those. Why? Well, they were for sale. Yeah, okay. Um, but how are they going to help us with the show? I hadn't actually thought that far. Really? I just thought they'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, at least with Dexter, you thought that he might help with the website <laughs> or something. I don't. Know, I still don't particularly understand. We'll how- come up with something. Do you want to have a look at them? Yeah, absolutely. Let me, have, let me show you here. Uh, so the one on the left is the Wheel of Fortune one. Yep. And the one on the right is the Pluck a Duck one. Let me just give it a bit of a spin here for you. There you go. Still works. It does. And it, it comes, a couple of the ducks are still on there. <laughs> Not all of them. Just a couple. Just a couple. Jeez. Who might keep those? That's, uh, that's, that's sending me back. We um, Did Joe Beth Taylor or- Didn't come with them. Didn't come with? Yep. But she, they were cheap was though. That, was that her? Jackie McDonald early days and then Joe Beth and then uh, Lavinia. I'm sure they all spun wheels at some point. Yeah. Or showcased something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll- oh, They were cheap. Were they? they? Were very cheap. Um, they were only 60 bucks. So, For the pair, yeah. So thirty bucks each. We'll oh. split the split the cost. So we'll, we'll come up with something for them uh, in a future episode. I'm sure we're creative people. We'll work something out. I'm not sure about that, mate. But um, 
you'll do what you're going to do. Just let me know if you want me to recommend some Netflix shows and stop you going to these fucking auctions. Ah, that's better. After a long day, you need a delicious, bitterly cold beer. And that beer is, insert name here, available in cans, stubbies, and at selected pubs, clubs, and hotels. Pick up a, insert name here, today. Jackers, how often have you been somewhere where it's a real mission to get to the toilet and yet you need to go? Oh, every time I go out to the pub? Correct. So you go to the pub um, or you go to a gig or a big concert, big sporting event, um, somewhere where there's lots of people, you've got to sort of you know, sidle into your seat and you're sitting right in the middle of, of this row of seats. So Jesus, nature calls and you've got to get all the way out. And as I say, as you get older, your bladder just seems to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Do you know what I find? Yeah. You know me, Larko. I'm a planner. Yes, you are. I tend to plan my, my – it wouldn't surprise you that I plan my toilet visits. Really? Well, well, maybe not at the pub because when you've got to go, you've got to go. But when you go to a sporting event, I often find you, you don't go at the peak periods. That's like driving on the freeway. You try to avoid peak yeah. periods. So you time your run. But you don't want to miss the sport too much. So I, if I'm going to the footy or whatever, I'll kind of look at the, the time and go, right, it's about – Two minutes to go. Now I'm going to uh, give me a couple of minutes, and then by the time you finish, is when the big rush of people come yeah, in behind correct. you. So I, I like to plan. My so business. would you say that you go even if you don't need to go, and you'll just stand there and go, "Come on, make that happen," to be you know a bit more practical and avoid big queues and all that sort of stuff. I oh, see. So you mean if I only half need to go, yeah. I'll still go. Um, yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Yep. So this for me, it becomes very much, it's not my decision anymore. I'm about to piss my pants. Okay. Because I've had, you know, two or three pints. So there's no planning here? No, it this is. This is like an emergency. Emergency. It has to happen right now. But here's, here's basically the, uh, the story, the origin story that uh, sparked this as a little nugget I'm in sensing my brain. you're going to lay out what the problem is and then you're going to surprise me with a solution. And I'll tell you a quick funny anecdote along the way. Good. So you were at this gig, Jackers, with my good self. We went to a gig at the uh, Esplanade Hotel here in Melbourne, in St Kilda, and went and saw one of our favourite bands many, many years ago, Gomez. Oh, yes. Fantastic British band. And we got in there nice and early in the Gershwin room, mm. and we got it right up the front, yep. right in front of the bar. So we're on the left-hand side of the stage, so stage left for your thespians, and we're there, and we had a bar literally behind us to our back and full visibility of the stage. It was prime position. Prime position. So you can turn around and go two beers, and then you can turn around, watch the band, and you no, oh, I'm going to go get us a couple of beers. Yeah. Type thing. It was perfect. So it was prime positioned for two of the major reasons. Correct. 
Correct. I'm tipping theirs yeah. one other. You better believe it. Because, of course, we got in there, as I say, we got in there nice and early. We're walking in there because there's nobody there, basically. We're like, the doors have just opened. We're strolling in and there's a handful of people there. So, you know, we're, we're you know, plenty of space. But then loads and loads of people started piling in. There's hundreds of people there. And this is a really sort of special anniversary style gig or something that, you know, was a, a hot ticket item. So suddenly, we're trapped. Our little bit of paradise yeah. there with easy access to the bar and the stage, we were trapped in that corner. It became hell pretty quickly. 100%. And our timing, well, mine in particular, I do remember that gig, my timing was poor to very poor. Poor to very, very poor. Mm. And so I, I suddenly said, you know, because we've probably had, you know, half a dozen beers or so, I said, well, I've got to go to the toilet. The band hadn't started. It was the break. It was, between the support yep. group and the main act. That's right. So I'm just like, well, I have to go. I, I for a moment, Jackers, thought about public urination. I thought about, you know, <laughs> you guys all just sort of cover me and I'll just, you know, whip it out here and there like an animal. <laughs> I've got a funny story about that. Have you? <laughs> you want to tell it now? Yeah. Oh, oh, so <laughs> definitely not naming names here, oh, okay. but the person I'm talking about will remember this fondly. Mm-hmm. I was at the Brixton Academy in London yes, for a gig. famous place. To see Live. Nice. The band, yeah, Live. Big. Who, by the way, were supported by a very young and up-and-coming band called Muse. Really? Yes. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really good. good. Doubleheader. And the Brixton Academy is um, a fantastic venue. And when I was there, I'm not sure if it's changed, but the um, the ground that you stand on is sloped towards mm-hmm. the stage. There's no steps and there's no seats. It's yep. just sloped. Natural amphitheatre. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, and to avoid the people down the front getting completely crushed, about a third of the way up is a bar. Yep. As in a, a metal bar. Oh, not right. A, not, not a, a, not a, <laughs> we get you pop. went straight to drinking I bar. I did, yeah. But not, not that kind Two of bar. Beers. Just a metal bar yep. to stop the two-thirds of the crowd pushing. Separates them a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got there um, reasonably early and we got up against this bar, which was a really good spot because you didn't have anyone in front of you because they'd all pushed down mm-hmm. the, the, into the first third. Um, but this bar was kind of at a level that it was pushing kind of into your, into your ribs and into your guts. And we'd had a, had a couple of beers and live was about to come on. And the person that I went with, who shall remain nameless, turns to me and says, Jackers, I've got to take a piss. I'm like, <laughs> mate, the lights have just gone down. Yep. They are literally coming on. Yeah. I was like, you're not going to make it back. You're going to miss it and you're probably going to miss the spot and you're not going to make it back. And he goes, what do you reckon if I just right here? Fair dinkum. And off he went. He did. Yeah. Wow. It was worth it though because the band was fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) But throughout the first set, we're just watching this kind of river of pee flow down into the audience who were in the first third of the audience. Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) Well, Disgusting there you go. But I, hilarious. I, absolutely. I'm, I was very, very close to doing that very thing. I didn't have any bar on me. I had a, the other type of bar giving me more beers. Oh, this is, yeah. Another yeah, one like that. The, uh, the like, Gomez. Oh, yeah. So I had to make the decision that I am going to cut through this crowd 
and get right to the other side of the crowd. So getting through hundreds of people to get to where the loo is, go to the toilet, and then do the same thing in reverse. And I just knew I was going to get all this hate all the way there, and I did. So as I'm going through, and one of our friends came with, so we're like, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, and just people are hating on us the whole time. And it's another one of those scenarios, Larko, where you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. We don't like being that guy because we know what it's like to be that other person in the crowd. Right. Fucking hell, this dickhead. Yeah, exactly. And on the way back, um, here's a, I'm gonna, this story, spoiler alert, this uh, story contains a, a couple of name drops. Okay. Are you ready? I'm on my way back and I bump into Andy Lee, mm-hmm. as of Hamish and Andy fame. Um, and I know him a little bit. I met him and we um, sort of know each other a bit through music days. Um, he used to play in a band and we played with them a couple of times. But anyway, so he, at the time, was dating international superstar model Megan Gale. Mm. And there they were. So he's like, hey, Larko. And I'm like, oh, g'day, Andy. How you going? He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, mate, I had to go to the toilet and da da da. And I turn around and here she is, Megan Gale, right in front of me, stunning. And I'm like, oh, g'day, Megs. And she started giving me shit, like in a jokey kind of way. She's like, what are you doing? Why? Where, where are you going? Has the said, band come on? No, no, there's still right, in between. Okay. It's a DJ. You're on your way back. From I'm on my way back. Okay. And she's getting stuck right into me. And jokingly, like she was having a laugh, but she was like, we should have gone before the gig, shouldn't you? I said, <laughs> well, I did, Meeks. I said, but I've been over there and I've had three pints and I need to go again. I'm sorry. And she said, well, I'm not letting you through. I said, well, you need to let me through. I've got to get back over there. She said, I'm, no, you should have gone before. I'm teaching a lesson. You're not getting through. She might have been flirting with me. I don't know. It was a bit awkward. Andy's right there. Well, I'm tipping you didn't have to rugby tackle her to get past her. <laughs> no. I said, so I'm like, hey, Andy, mate, would you sort out your missus? Uh, she's, um, you know, give me out. She, she's like, well, who, what, who do you think you are that you can burst your way through the crowd and go to the toilet and not come back. Who, who are you? Something special or something? I said, "Well, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal, actually." And at that very moment, uh, a, f- a mutual friend who happened to be there goes, "Laco," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, g'day, mate. How are you going?" <laughs> Told you, Megan. Yeah. And then he sent a text message back to our friends waiting on the other side and said, "Laco's in an argument with Megan Gale." <laughs> <laughs> True story. So I got back. Finally got back. It was an absolute mission. It was horrendous. So it got me thinking, Jackers, that what if there was some sort of device that your concert-going person, your beer enthusiast is going to, and he doesn't want to miss one minute of the action or fight through those crowds? What if there was some sort of device that he could wear on a night out? So Jackers... Here, make this the Wiz Protector. <laughs> this is the first time we've had a penis drawn, folks. <laughs> I did it in grey lead, though. If we have to rub it out at some stage, <laughs> no, uh, not rubbing it out. Not on this show. I demand cock. <laughs> We're not rubbing one out. And and the tagline is so you can piss on the go. So, it, it look, a lot of people would be saying, well, that just sounds like an, a, an adult nappy or a, uh, a, what do you call it, a, um, 
uh, a Colost- colostomy bag or something like that, which, you know, we're going into a strange place here. We're not talking about- Yeah, that that's a strange place, is it, compared to the, <laughs> to the whisk protector. protector? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's not go there. That You know, that's, that's sadly, unfortunately for people, you know, that- had an accident or in their twilight years or something like that and for medicinal purposes. So but this is for someone who still has control. Absolutely, but they okay, no, but they don't. <laughs> so so six or seven a different years. level of control. And it's essentially to be fitted into your favourite pair of jeans. <laughs> Not my favourite. <laughs> no, they'll be anyone's favourite jeans. There'll be a device that you'll be able to put on on the top of your underpants underneath your pants. Do you know what I mean? So you sort of wear them. Yep. And then there'll be a section where you can tuck your penis in yep. and it will go into a plastic bag. So you'll just wear that, pop that in. It's comfortable, no issues. Uh, you know, it's it's not evasive. It's You don't feel like you're wearing it, like, you know, walking around in. Yep. It'll be a su- supple, soft, yep. comfortable plastic. So it'll plastic. kind of feel like your pants. Yeah, absolutely. Until you piss in it. But the idea is this thing, you, you know, you're not going to be there – um, sitting in it all night type thing. It's to just buy you some time, Jackers. Oh, okay. So for me, it was like- So you're not going to pee in it all night you're at the pub? No. As, oh, okay. So as amazing as that sounds, <laughs> just in, so it cuts down on the effort to go to the toilet. It's for the situations where you're in the emergency. That's right. Can't, I just can't move right now. Yeah. I mean, there'll be friends of ours that are listening to this, hopefully. Um, that will be – they've always got Larko the exit row because I am that guy that just can't hold it. Are you wearing these in the car, do you reckon? Yeah, well, you would, but you would you – know, no we so far. Like, you've just – they're empty and it's ready to go. Just in case. Just in case. So in the in- example that I just mentioned, you're in um, this massive, big, full venue. You can just stay in there, have a wee. Two hours later, the concert's finished. You go straight to the toot and you can empty it. Job done. What are the other blokes doing while you're emptying it? Well. What are they thinking? That's a good point. I think early days they would look at you like a freak and they would think that maybe something's wrong with you and they'd, you know, there'd be potentially a bit of level of disgust thrown your way. Um, Megan Gale style, she would be disgusted with you. But, um, no, I think that um, eventually every other bloke's going to have one of these. So especially- So it'll be normalised. It'll be normalised. It'll be completely normalised. But I think etiquette would normally dictate that you would probably take it into a cubicle and use the proper um, sit-down toilet or empty it outside, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I just realised that if you had this at that gig, you wouldn't have met Megan Gale. I wouldn't have had that fantastic, hilarious story. Mm. No. I mean, that, um, that's how it but worked But you still out. might have bumped into her. You just would have had pee on your leg. No, I wouldn't, right. mate. In, this a, is in a bag. In a bag. On your leg. But she wouldn't know that. She wouldn't know that. No, it's properly sealed. There's no risk of leakage. There's definitely no seepage that you'll see a stain on the outside of your pantalones. You- There'll be no odour. No, no, uh, no stench will escape. We guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling your friends that you're wearing this? I would tell you. I'd uh, I'd tell you anything, mate. But um, you know, I love you, mate. Because you know what I'd do. You would tell other people. Yes, and I would. Um, I'd wait until you were about three points in, and then just smack you on the leg. <laughs> well, this thing is tough, Jackers. It would take that sort of punishment because I feel like, you know, at any stage, mosh pit 
and uh, <laughs> and crowd surfing <laughs> might become a thing again. Back in the nineties, Jack, as you'll remember this fo- uh, fondly, I'm sure, because we're of a similar vintage. But back in the day, you know, you'd go to gigs and suddenly you'd be up there crowd surfing, and you'd be moshing and all that sort of. Stuff. You're up and about. You don't do it anymore because too many people sadly get uh, injured and killed and what have you. But and if there's one thing that a uh, that a mosh pit and crowd surfing needs. <laughs> Is a bag of piss being thrown about, <laughs> Jackers? I, I'm I'm really upset about your scepticism at this stage, because let me tell you, mate, this thing will be thoroughly tested. Have you seen that ad on the telly for the queen size air mattress? And someone fucking drives a quad bike on that thing, and it doesn't burst. Is that the uh, is that the le- level of strength that you're expecting? Hundred percent. This thing will be. Th- Thoroughly tested. How's They'll get a dick guide staying in. inside it, by the way? Well, there's a comfortable little uh, hole for right. it to go into. Yep. And, you know, the engineers will have to work all that out, Jackers, because there might have to be some sort of safe, uh, comfortable um, band so, that sort of holds it in place. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, that your willy would slip out. Well, You're some of us it would. <laughs> <laughs> Other people, it'd be deep in its own urine. <laughs> But There's another problem you've just highlighted. <laughs> I do. Yeah, but, you know, it'll have to come in different sizes, of course. But, no, I think there would be, uh, you know, it's not just like a, a hole in your pyjama pants mm. type thing. Yeah. There's no flipping and flopping and stuff like that going around. You might be better off putting the bag down towards your ankle, to be honest. Holding it down the bottom there, you reckon? Yeah, just like a little strap. It, it feel, I feel like it would be safer down there because you can imagine if you sit, because you've drawn it on the thigh. Mm-hmm. You can imagine if you sat down to eat dinner, well, you actually, in that in that scenario, you just go to the toilet. But yeah. if you were sitting down at a concert, because yep. it's on your thigh, your pants would kind of push on it and yeah. spread it out and squish it. Maybe probably be not down around your ankle. Maybe. That's a good idea. Um, you might be able to get two different versions because it might depend on the type of trouser that you're wearing. The skinny leg jean would be problematic with this current design, truth be told. So your hipsters might be in a bit of uh, trouble there, but what's, um, what's the um, what's the thing hanging down between his legs? Well, it's, oh. it's a, that's a tube that where he how he would empty it. Oh, it's an emptying tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like a uh, a, a full cask of fruity lexia, mm-hmm. and then you've got like a, a small hose that could come out, and you could squeeze it, and it, all of the fluid would come out. Just come out. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I'm sceptical. Really? Mm. I'm disappointed. I've got, I've come up with, so gigs, long meetings, <laughs> long car trips. Do you remember that time that we went down to a mutual friend's um, birthday and it was a road trip from <laughs> Ballarat to Geelong? <laughs> and that There's is five of us. Yeah, in the five car. of us in the car, a bit of a road trip with a few beers, except for the driver, of course. And an hour trip took like three. Wait till Meredith, Larko. Fuck waiting till Meredith. Stop right now. Not if I have the Wiz Protector pants. Yeah, I could see that would be that would be worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Sporting events, long queues. I guess I'm kind of weighing up. It would cut down the public urination rate significantly. <laughs> I'm kind of weighing up. What I miss out on when I go to the toilet versus what I gain by wearing 
this thing and the inconvenience of it. It's that risk versus reward type Correct. scenario again. So what's the worst thing that I could miss out on going to the toilet? Well, let me answer that, Jackers, with a quick story. I'll tell you what you might miss out on. Many years ago, some friends of ours um, went to see one of the new Star Wars movies, like the old new Star Wars movies. Episode three, I think it is, Revenge of the Sith. So the last one in the so-called new trilogy prequels, right, which are all a bit shit, but it's a story for another time. And, yeah, we went to the pub beforehand, plus went to this great movie theatre in Yarraville that sell beer, so you can have a couple of beers when you're watching a movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm six beers deep, once again, watching the climax of this film. Went to the toilet, Jackers, went to the toilet. What did I miss on? I only missed out on him fucking becoming Darth Vader. <laughs> I came back, he's Darth Vader. You could have gone at any other point in that film yeah. and not lost anything. I missed, and you missed literally <laughs> the pivotal moment of the film. <laughs> you're, you're right, because the rest of it, it was shit. It's <laughs> just padding. You can think of a, a, a number of different movies where if it's the key scene, if you miss that scene, like in Psycho, I've popped out for a loo and missed the shower scene. <laughs> yeah, I've come back in. What's that? What Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? No, no, you're right. I have no idea what's going on. So you see what I'm saying? You can miss stuff, my brother. You can. So if I just sit there and just go, ah, and the whiz protector takes uh, care of itself and does its job, and then I'll pop out, Darth Vader's on the scene, and I'll pop out, empty it, happy days. Yeah, I'll grant you that. Thank you. There might be situations. But you had a bit of foresight there, though, didn't you? I did. So you there's did. two stories, and the- I could tell you probably ten more. <laughs> I'm often, like, wanting to go for a wee and wishing it was a lot easier. Well, I like your drawing, but I'm not convinced this week, Like, I'm really sorry. Okay. I feel as though um, I think it comes back to that risk versus reward mm-hmm. for me. And the equation just doesn't add up this week. I'm sorry, mate. Sizzles. Still a sparkle. All sparkle. Okay, agree to disagree. Maybe it just needs a little bit more development by the boys in the lab. Maybe. <laughs> You're going to test them, though, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> can you tell me when you are going to test them? Vigorous test. That'd be great. No, I won't. Let me know. Yeah, just see if you can tell. On the night. <laughs> no, I won't. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, mate, it's been fun this week. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. It's been hilarious. Shall we wrap it up? Yes, let's. You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the Ideas Crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at herematethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later. You've been listening to Here Make This. All ideas presented here are copyright Here Make This.